Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I mean, go. Go ahead, brother. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 48 of Psychotic and Iconic. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our pages. Paul's here along with Nick Theories and Mikey P. Uh, Tonight should be a wild episode. You know, we got uh, me and Mikey P got a lot of explaining to do. Nick Mm. is going to cap as usual. Uh, (laughs) But that's really the intro. Uh, We're testing out our first virtual. So if you were watching us, on YouTube, uh, let us know how it is in the comments. Uh, we need some feedback on this. With that, I'm passing it off to Mikey P, and episode 48 is getting started. Appreciate it, Pauls. And we're fully remote tonight, um, so no Phil. Also, that's the other thing. So I'm be- I'm behind the computer. I'm behind all the crazy ass shit. I might I'm be behind weird you. ass. Whoa, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so. I could hit any button here, and things could go get a little crazy. We'll see. Um, but other than that, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get going on our ad read. All right, psychotic and iconic sports podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. You guys know this by now. New users who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code Iconic will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. All right, that's the promo code Iconic. Prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Check us out on PropsHQ.com. Be sure to subscribe to our show for the latest show news. We're usually live on here, but we are not tonight. Okay. Check us out there, though, for our news, our episodes, live streams, anything about us. It'll be up there as well as on all of our social media platforms. And you can see a link to all of our audio and listening platforms on our social media. Okay. So there's that. Next week. Tuesday, Thursday, okay? So it's not going to be a Monday, Monday, Thursday show, not regular schedule, because there is the Rams-Cardinals playoff showdown on Monday night, and we are going to be able to break down all of the playoff games together on Tuesday. So, again, that's Tuesday, Thursday, 8 p.m. next week, okay? And we're going to have Phil back. So it'll be a much cleaner operation, I'm sure. And tonight, guys... So it's more of a, a reaction show. It's a little bit more informal tonight. NFL Week 18 was fucking chaos. Um, the most improbable bullshit happened because that's how this season has been. It's been fucking wild, okay? It's been crazy. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to just talk. Uh, you know, we're going to answer to the bell. We're going to talk about things we've got right, okay? And it's it's going to wind up being a shorter show, but it'll still be it'll still be pack and punch, right? So here we go, right? Here's the first transition to music. See if I got it. I'm pretty sure I hear NFL primetime, right? Can you hear that shit? We don't. Nick, we don't like, hear that. I don't hear that. No. Nick's still in studio, but guys. I'm still, I'm still rocking and rolling now. I got bounce still. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Hey, guys, one more time before we have to put an end to this. I think it's only appropriate to do this. Just nah. one more time. One it's more done. time. It's done. Come on, Nick. That horse is on the ground. It's the last time of the season. It's, it's over. He's on the ground. Yeah. He's not, he, he's not galloping anymore. He's overreaction. 
overreactions are crazy, man. He's uh, storming away from Logan overreaction. 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 They missed the playoffs, cuz. It happens. It so, happens. They were two and fourteen, Mike. Mike, we're talking about the Jags, Kyle's Nick. We're Nick. talking oh, about oh, the Jags, oh, 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 oh. We are. Come on. They're two and, bro, they were two and fourteen. All right, hold on. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead before I, I have to go off on this, man. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, my God. We're about to go, go off the rails, I know. NFL Week 18 recap. No cap. And obviously, we just told you what we're going to start with. The Indianapolis Colts. Oh, my God, guys. Okay, so the Indianapolis Colts, they had a 98% chance of making the playoffs two weeks ago. 98%. 98. Louder. <laughs> 98%. And they not only lose to Jacksonville, they got their asses kicked by a 2-14 and 14 team that got lit up for 50 points last week. What the fuck happened? What happened? What happened? I, you know what? I'll start. I'm going to pass it off. I'm going to start with one point. Carson Wentz's QB rating was a 4. Don't you get like What's seven that? or eleven if you just wake up and don't and like spike the ball every time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. He gets a seven when he wears his mask. Other than that, what happened? Oh, I was gonna say if he wants a seven, I got him. Hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love you, bro. I love you, bro. <laughs> Just be your fucking self, man. You are, dude. Good for you, bro. I salute people like you. We we need more people like you, bro. I salute that shit. Thank you, bro. Uh, oh. All right, Good so who wants to start off? Go ahead. I gave you the first point. I know Nick. I know Nick wants to say. You know what? Should we just let Nick have the floor, Pauls? Yeah, no. just let him go, bro. I we, told you guys all year. I told you guys. You said, "Oh, he's the dark horse to win the MVP." First off, he's he's not an MVP. He's he's not an MVP caliber player. He's not. Okay. An MVP caliber player steps it up later in the season. He doesn't do that, bro. You got to elevate your game when your team needs you. You got to elevate your game. What the fuck kind of? They were seven point favorites against the fucking Las Vegas Raiders last week, and they and they lost. They were seven-point favorites, and they were home. They were home and lost that football game completely. Then the next week, they get another layup. All they have to do is win the football game to get into the playoffs. And they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-14, and 14, had no business of even winning that game. They even locked up the number one overall pick in the draft of next year's draft. And... They fucking lost. How the fuck do you lose that game? I don't care what you say. You ain't losing that game. They are 2-14. They had two wins. They won twice. They celebrated as a team two times since September 9th, which was the first game of the year, which is a Thursday night game against it was the, it was the Bucks and the Cowboys. That's when the season started. They had two wins since that, since that, since that day. Can you explain to me how? What well, happened, Mike? Your boy well, crumbled. Wentz here, crumbled. I'll, I'll, Wentz, I'll this guy is not a superstar. He crumbled right in the, right in the light. Superstar. Bro, if you call him an MVP caliber kind of player, he's a superstar, bro. Well, that wasn't me. Come on. Nick, you can check well, every receipt we have. I've never said that Carson Wentz was, an, was a superstar quarterback. I'm saying if he's a dark horse candidate to be an MVP, that means he's a fringe superstar. That means you are 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 you, are you a superstar or are you peaking as to be a superstar? Well, I mean, he had yo, he had a good year. He just ended out on a bad note. No, no, he actually like he he did have a good year. I mean, because look, if we're comparing stats right now, bro, real fast, player A, twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Player B, twenty-two touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. Player C, twenty-four touchdowns, ten interceptions. That's Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, and Kyler Murray. Now, two of those players are in the playoffs, and I get it. But, look, teams do have meltdowns. Did he choke? Yes. Did Frank Wright not have the team ready to play? Yes. Did the defense get carved up by Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't thrown a touchdown since Halloween? Yes. <laughs> All those things are true. And it does fall on Carson Wentz's shoulders. However, all season, 
they were saying that Jonathan Taylor was carrying the team. But as soon as the team breaks down and loses, it's on Carson Wentz's shoulders. So if you're going to give all the – if you're not going to give him all the praise, you can't give him all of the criticism. And like I said, I know he did choke. I get it. It was the worst game he's ever played, and it was in the biggest stage. But people – it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. When the Titans lost to the Jets, if that game was this past weekend, they would be saying the same exact thing about Tannehill because of the magnitude of the game. The problem was it was – 10 weeks ago and they were at full strength I know because they took me out of my survivor pool so my thing is is Carson Wentz was trashed yesterday and he needs to hear and he needs to hear about it but let's not act like he didn't play a very good season it's fair Paul's I mean 27 TDs 7 picks those are damn good numbers damn good 62% completion percentage alright that's that's not the, the best problem, the problem is alright it's good stats but they're not game-breaking stats. They're not game-breaking plays. They're not game-breaking plays where you take over the game and then your team wins. The bottom line is you missed the playoffs and you lost to the Jags to a 2-14. and 14. That's really the bottom yeah. line. He has His numbers look awesome. 27 uh, touchdowns to, to 7 interceptions. He has been a game manager this year, and he's been very efficient because he doesn't turn the ball over. I get that. He, he has improved in that category, per se. But at the same time, so out of those 27 touchdown passes, it's like I never see the game-breaking uh, MVP player that we've seen in, what, 2017? Like, I don't think yet, I don't think that guy is coming back. No, never. If, never. if, if we're going to be frank well, here. We just, don't, if, we just don't see it consistently enough. Like, there's spurts where he'll show he can make some crazy-ass throws. but He makes – exactly game, right. He makes good throws, and then he just – and then all of a sudden, he just makes a bonehead play. And then he, it's just it's just very confusing with him. I, I just don't think he's, he's that the, guy. I, I really don't. The issue – here's the thing. The difference between, like, somebody like Carson Wentz and somebody like, like you know, like an all-star quarterback. I'm trying to think of somebody like an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady – or, or uh, like Mahomes or something, he has all of that talent. The problem is is they do it consistently. He'll make a throw where you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, what a throw. And then he'll – like the fumble where he got face-planted and the game was actually over when he fumbled. I think it was right after halftime. He yeah. makes a play like that you just look at him and you're like, yo, you can't do that on this stage. Like they are a two-win team. Everything you just did this year to build up your confidence, your psyche – Change the media around you. You weren't getting ripped apart in the media again. Everybody was starting to come back on your side, and you go out there and lay an egg. There's nothing I can say. It's inexcusable. And, and really, I mean, not not to excuse him because that was just garbage. He was missing throws left <laughs> and right. He had the overthrow issue, which has been you know common across his career. Um, obviously, the fumble was major. There were, there were some missed opportunities that were not his fault, but granted, they all happened at times when the game, you already let the game get out of hand. I mean, they were sitting at three points for a majority of the game. So, um, but I, my, like, the problem that I have here is, like, I the whole team, like, usually there's been a part of this team that, oh, there's always one part of the team that steps up and the other does not like when they were losing games at the beginning of the season they were not a finished product but there was always at least one part of the team that would play well and the rest of the team didn't this was just like i I don't understand and i love frank reich i don't understand how this team wasn't prepared to play knowing your season's on the line knowing that you blew the game against the raiders and granted like that that's okay you're gonna lose games in this league but nobody even talks about that to just lay an egg in Jacksonville, it's it's the most bizarre thing. It's just like we kind of previewed this a little bit last show, where Indy has not won a game in Jacksonville since 2015, and they haven't won a game there once since Frank Reich's been the coach. Like, what what is it about that location that does not allow them to play their game? And and they didn't look like themselves at all. And also, Carson Wentz looked like he was trying to play hero ball like last year when he was trying Regular. to do too much. It was plain and simple. He's just trying to do too much. And it was just a slop fest. It's completely bizarre and out of character for a team that has a lot of leaders. They have a ton of talent. They had the most Pro Bowl players this season. Um, I mean, the roster is constructed top to bottom, loaded with talent. And this is the scariest team in the NFL two weeks ago. 
two weeks ago, this is the one team that nobody wanted to play. And they went from being that, they, they literally, so they, they beat, they beat the Patriots. They, they, it's the most bizarre thing. They beat the Patriots, who were also the other hottest team in the league at the time, okay? And then they beat the Cardinals, all right? Like, and in, in each of those games, even though Carson Wentz did not have to do much in the Patriots game, he still had to make plays at the end of the game, uh, especially the Cardinals game, where Carson Wentz went out and won the game at the end of the game against a much better opponent. So it's just so bizarre, like, how... This moment was too big for this team and Carson Wentz and Frank Reich, who's a hell of a coach. This is the guy who went and beat Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. It don't make any sense. So, you know, adios. It sucked. It, it sucked, man. It's crazy. Frank Reich didn't even commit to him for 2022. I don't blame him, bro. You lost to a 2-14 and 14 team to get know, into the playoffs. I know. That's horrible, It's tough, man. but. I mean, look—he's so going. Back I feel bad. Off of I go after next game. year. Well, here, so here's here's moving forward, okay? And we're gonna keep this short because we'll have plenty of time to talk about in the off season. But they haven't fired anybody yet, so that's interesting because normally a collapse of this magnitude means heads are rolling. So nobody's been fired, um, and I highly doubt. Like Frank Reich's been very successful, and he's well regarded in league circles. He's not gonna go anywhere. But usually you'd see like some head, some assistant coaches get fired at this point. Um, and Carson Wentz, like that. Here's the thing: is they invested a first and third round pick basically because the first round pick did convert over to the Eagles. And because of this trade, the Eagles wound up paying so much of the bonus that Carson Wentz's cap is only 25 mil for the next few years. Like he's actually a really cheap quarterback. Like that's that's below average QB money right there. And he's middle of the pack at this point, with signs of showing he could be better than that at times. So, like, they have a great value on the contract, and he's going to be back. So now let's see what happens when they have a full season where they don't have chaos to start the season. Because, remember, they, they had a boatload of injuries. We didn't even know if Wentz was going to be playing at all. We didn't even know if they'd have him or Quentin Nelson. They wound up coming back. Um, so next and- we're going to have to see, like, the second, you know, year two of this, full offseason of preparation. You know, there really is an excuse for this loss. But next year, full body of work, there isn't an excuse for them to start 0-5, 0-6. Like, that that can't happen again. That literally dictated their whole season. Yeah, for sure. Think? I mean, it's, it's – yeah, for sure. And it's going to be interesting next year, too, because, like, I wonder if there's going to be much of the same pro- – uh, COVID protocols. Yeah. I mean, he did play like shit after he was out on that protocol, bro. And he was symptomatic. So you don't know. So it's weird. Is that, you know, are the players going to have those same issues where, you know, they're away from the team and doing remote classes for a week before you're getting prepared for essentially yeah. playoff games. I mean, so that you know, that's interesting too, but I think we'll be back. And then, but if they don't make the playoffs next year, then he's done because he'll be able to be cut at that point because the Eagles absorbed all his issue. And, yeah. You went from eleven and five with Philip Rivers to nine and eight, <clears throat> and now if you don't make the playoffs again, and he's done, oh, yeah. they're all going to be gone. That if that happens. This is this is it for for everybody, I think, because you get yeah. too much down on this roster. So people are going to lose jobs. But guys, so this was this was the start of a fucking chaotic, <laughs> and, and it had a domino effect across the league. So now the Colts are out. They had a very slim chance of staying in. Um, after that, they needed a number of things to work out. Long story short, it did not. But I think the fair place to start, because this this is this is the game that now determined everything else in the AFC. You have the fucking Chargers Raiders game on Sunday Night Football. It's winning in. It was a fucking phenomenal game to watch. Um, just the ending was insane, and. I mean, you guys know the end result. So the, the Raiders wound up winning this game in overtime. A very controversial finish to the game. Uh, Brandon Staley calls timeout. This is not long after, uh, you know, earlier in the game, Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth down on his own 20. It seemed to <laughs> it seemed to dictate how this game was going to go. So this guy's fucking crazy, what I'm getting at. Um, but he called a timeout, and the Raiders actually were about to kneel and end the game in a tie. 
And because he called the timeout, the Raiders go out and they kick a game-winning field goal after Josh Jacobs breaks that 11-yard run. So here we are. I mean, I think we got to talk about this game a little bit because it was just absolutely insane. And then we will talk about the results of what happened due to the, the finish of this game. So just give me your thoughts, though. On the Raiders' victory slash the game, and I'll start with you, Pauls. Uh, for me, I thought it was great for the uh, the Raiders and that franchise for everything that they've gone through. Um, I really believe that Rich uh, Biazza, I can't, I forget his name, uh, should be back next year without a doubt. To be honest, and I'm going to start off with the Chargers like this. I think Brandon Staley needs to be fired. Wow! After one year. I'm dead serious. I would fire him, and I would bring in Jim Caldwell, Jim Harbaugh, Brian Flores, Doug Peterson. Um, I really think he should be fired, bro, because I punted more times playing Madden than he did this season. And he cost cost his team a trip to the playoffs. There is no reason that Justin Herbert, a healthy Austin Eckler all season, which is like the first time, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Jared Cook are not in the playoffs. That is solely coaching because you have a superstar quarterback, a superstar wide receiver, Mike Williams, who you could argue is one of the best deep threats in the league, a superstar running back, and a bonehead coach. You're in a you're in a playoff game going for it on your own twenty. That's just that's rookie mistakes coaching. The the uh, the timeout that he called, bonehead mistake. He did it against the Chiefs and then they lost in overtime. I think that that's stuff that when you, I would lose trust in him. I'm dead serious, dude. If, I, if, I'm the, if I'm the GM of the Chargers, I'm firing them. Well, here's the thing. So, this team winds up going 9-8, and eight, and they were a sleeper team. I mean, they were another one. bomb squad. So, um, the, the actual hiring of Brandon Staley, we could talk about this for a sec, but you guys remember this. I mean, he's a well-regarded defensive mind from the Rams. He had a million people knocking at his door. And... The fit for me always was kind of weird. When they hired this guy, I mean, you're looking at a franchise that was clearly better on the offensive side of the football, and you have a franchise quarterback who looks like he could be a top-five player in this league for a long time, and they wind up hiring a defensive-minded head coach. That was the first thing. That was really weird to me from the start. And then the second part is how this guy could not have any situational awareness the whole season. Um, it's mind-boggling. It's it's so bizarre. I mean, and they, that put them behind the eight ball the whole rest of the game ever since he had done that, and the Raiders were leading comfortably by two scores the whole game. The fact that he even got back into it was literally just the magnificent, magnificent, uh, magnificence <laughs> of <laughs> Justin Herbert. He's just fucking phenomenal, and I won't get into that You're yet, smart. but... Um, It's just crazy, though, that the Chargers and Colts, their seasons effectively ended because they couldn't put away teams like the Texans and the Jags. And you come back to it, you've got to win the games that you're supposed to win on your schedule. That is probably the biggest uh, red flag besides, like, you know, just blowing it the final week of the season. That's the biggest red flag. If you win the games you're supposed to win, you're not in a position like this. Mikey I'm going to pass it over to Nick Theories, though, right now. Nick, give Real me fast, Mikey P. I forgot about that Texans loss. I was just about Crucial. to say that. That was the first thing that came to my mind. You Crucial really about that. I really forgot about that, and that makes me even more certain of bye-bye. It's incredibly bizarre. Yeah, I don't even blame him, though. How do you blame him for that Texans loss? I mean, like, you got to blame the players, too. I mean, not for nothing. I feel you Justin Herbert had two interceptions, and he had one. He had one passing touchdown against the Texans two weeks ago. Wow. I get I mean, it. If you, I mean, if you have a bomb squad, you're going to put up more than one touchdown against it. like one of the worst teams in the league. Up by David so, like, like for me, like, like Justin Herbert gets a lot of passes. He does. Let's call it what it is, because you because you see the talent. You're like, wow, like he's got a rocket arm. The eye test, he passes the eye test. That's why he gets a lot of passes. He's a great. He's a he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but is he great? No, I don't think he's great. I he think he's a, a good quarterback. Game. He had a he had a he had a couple bad games where you sat back and you were like, ah, well, man, that's kind of weird. Like he's it's just 
you know, one week he looks like the best quarterback in the league. The next, the next, he's like Bills of the pack. He's very inconsistent too himself. But I mean, like, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league still. Um, just because, like, you know, like I said, like the eye test passed for me. I mean, anybody that throws for five thousand yards in a season, you got my attention. Like, I don't care who you are, you know. So, but like for me, it's just like you know, losing to the Texans is disappointing. So, um, and, and you know what? I I mean, there's a line to be aggressive and then too aggressive. You know what I mean? Like going for it at your twenty yard line, your only twenty yard line, and 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 pretty much a playoff game. It's in the actually, third quarter. It's actually like... Yeah, yeah in the third quarter. It's really stupid. Yeah, it is. It's like playing carefree football, but you can't do that. Like, And and it, it's, it's just... You're on the road. You're on the road. You don't do these kind of moves. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm cool with going for it in their territory on the 40-yard line. You're like, you know, borderline punt or something. I, I'm cool for going for it. But when you're going for it at your own 20... That's that's resolved. Besides on, if on their own forty-five, yeah, I would I would have been okay. I would have accepted it more, but I'm not about yeah. to accept it on your own twenty. No, that's crazy. It's it's a guaranteed field goal. If you, you literally just gave up three points, at, at least three, at least, at least. And uh, so, but like, but I want to talk about the Raiders. I mean, yeah, my hats off to them. Like dead serious. I mean, they defied all the odds. Uh, they lost their head coach during, you know, during the season. Um, that was, you know, chaotic in itself. And then, you know, the Henry Ruggs situation, they dealt with tragedy, um, you know, prayers to that family. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I just think they, they've dealt with so many issues all year. And then the fact that they're still playing in the playoffs and they have made it, that's like a – it's a great story. It, it makes me want to root for them, weirdly, like – when they I were playing, when they were playing for the for the uh, when they were playing Monday night, I was actually like rooting for them. Like I, I found myself, I was texting Paul. I was like, "Yeah, I'm weirdly rooting for the Raiders. Like I want them to win. Like it's just I don't know. There's something about this team that I really like, and it's just like they don't have that that you know that quit mentality. They're always they're always coming at you. So San Francisco needs some really, respect. Yeah, and I, I, I he gained my respect because. I gotta be honest with you. Like, I, I've never really liked him as a as a quarterback, but this year he opened my eye. He 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 rose up to the challenge and damn good. he delivered. He delivered, man. He's a, he's a, he's a very good quarterback, and he should be their quarterback next year too. Complain? He don't cry. He goes out there no. and he plays hard. He, he cares. He's yeah, a franchise he quarterback. He cares. Remember, they... That's the thing, Mike. He cares, bro. He fucking cares. If he's hurt, he's going out there. He don't care. Go put Derek Carr on the Broncos. And don't don't see them challenge the Chargers and the Chiefs for oh, the yeah. top for the top spot in the in the division. Fuck it, the they're Broncos, already there. They're in yeah. the playoffs. You know, yeah. Yeah. Broncos yeah. are at home. I, but I mean, so, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, but still, though, I mean, Derek Carr's an easy guy to root for. He's always been like a lovable person. Um, he's had an up and down career. He's shown signs that he could be more, but he never could put it all together. And then this year, literally just. Amazing. He put the team on his back. Remember, they literally got rid of the entire offensive line in the offseason, okay? Darren Waller was out for pretty much the entire second half of the season. You lose your number one receiver in Henry Ruggs. Um, Josh Jacobs was playing hurt. He missed some time, okay? They lost Kenyon Drake, who they paid a lot of money to, whatever. I mean, I don't think he's anything special, but still, it's another playmaker. He's dog shit. Exactly, but it's still <laughs> I, listen, I'm not a fan of Kenyon Drake at all, and everyone that knows me knows that. However, it's still another playmaker, okay? Um, and this defense, really, this defense giving up points left and right, I understand that their pass rush has uh, started to heat up a little bit, and Max Crosby has been a, a fucking sensation for them. Um, yeah. But this this team is deeply flawed, and yet – they were able to keep this thing together. They kept it on the rails, and they won in the biggest moments. That's two weeks in a row. They won absolute must-win games where they were expected to lose and get the floors wiped with, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Nobody gave them a real chance to win either of those games. 
they were an afterthought, and we were guilty of it too. I mean, Rich Passaccia absolutely should be at the top of their list. I mean, I would give him the job right now. They played for him. Hell yeah. They played their hearts out for this guy, and they played uh, quality football, really. It's not like they've been playing bad. Like, they're playing good football. So, like, really, just look at the job. Like, if he if he was coaching a little bit longer this year, he'd be in the coach of the year running. This team yeah. has no business being a playoff team right now, and he took them there. It's crazy. I mean, long-time respected assistant in the league, and he finally gets his chance. And this team, this team is actually kind of scary because they play hard, they show up every game, and and they still have some talent. They're just, you know, they got they got some areas where they're really exposed. But they they are going to be a tough out. They got the Bengals. That's going to be an interesting one, guys. So I'm so mad at that game because I uh, want to root for both teams. I know. It's crazy. I love, oh, Joe, I love Joe Burrow, dude. Like, I'm going to be – it's going to suck, dude, that one of them has to go I'm home. Quick, it, would be, yeah. it would be so awesome if it was those two weren't playing each other because I could root for them both like I want to. Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be a good one, though. Um, so now well, the, the good thing fall- is, though, right. the good thing is either, either or is going to be playing in the next round. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I, I still get to see both of them play. Yeah, you it's get one sleeper team. Yeah, and like it sucks because it's like someone's going to go home after a terrific season, and they they both exceeded expectations by a mile. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know it's, it's you got to be optimistic, pals. A little bit more optimistic, all right? Yep, understood. I'll I'll tell you what though, guys. I'll be honest with you. I was rooting for a tie so badly. I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm watching the game with my wife, and I'm fucking cracking the fuck up every single time Justin Herbert completes it on fourth down. I'm sitting here just laughing my ass off. I mean, he was making it look so easy, fourth and 20, and it was just a piece of cake. Um, so the the real Justin Herbert showed up in this one. Yeah, he did have some down games this year, Nick. Um, but this one was, like, just spectacular. Three players around the ball, he's – fucking throwing cannons just absolute on a thread i mean it was a treat and then they were just going back and forth it it was it was a phenomenal game to watch i was hoping for the tie it was it was just crazy the chance of a tie was literally like one percent so well the steelers were already like celebrating because like if the if that game ended in the tie the steelers would have been out of the playoff yeah so imagine being a steelers fan being up late like that thinking like you know what I mean? It's like, it, there's no way it's going to tie. And then all of a sudden, there literally came down to a shit. I would be fucking, so, like, I'd be, I'd be this, shook. This, this Imagine not seeing way. Justin Herbert in the playoffs and having to see Big Ben. Oh, what a difference. But, yo, this, this I, is a good segue. I'll go with the experience. This is a good segue, guys, because we were actually going on to the Steelers next. I'm going to point out one thing from that game, though, before we talk about the Steelers. Did you see when they panned the camera? At the end of the game, to the one, there was one fucking Steelers fan in the crowd of that Chargers Raiders game. And again, I was fucking pissing myself when this guy came on the screen. He looked like he was about to jump off the railing. It was just crazy. That, like, of all broads, you should, you, maybe it was. <laughs> Shout know, out, bros. I love you. But still, like, just the odds of a fucking tie here. It was baffling. It was almost like everyone on Twitter was saying, you know, the league is rigged and all this shit. Because it was literally like that improbable that you're going to show up to this game and see neither of these teams win. So it was just nothing. It was comical. I, I felt so bad. Like if you were a fan of either of those three teams, you were likely shitting yourself for a solid half hour straight. So anyway, Steelers get in. That's the, the bottom line here. The final seed of the AFC. The fucking Steelers, who are a deeply flawed team. They've been poop all year. They make Nick's prediction in the preseason turn out to be right. Deserved or not. Louder. They did you a favor. They've been poop all year, and they are now in the playoffs. I mean, literally, last week, we're celebrating Big Ben, like, last game of his fucking Steelers career. Everyone's saying, you know, last game, it, it's nobody thought in the right mind that this team would be a playoff team. Do you think they have a shot at the upset with this, with the chiefs? I mean, without giving picks or anything, cause we're saving that for Thursday. 
Like, do they uh, do they really even belong in this game? Come on, be honest. Of course they belong in this game. They made the playoffs. Tune in on Thursday. Is, Tune in on Thursday at 8 o'clock. No, the bottom line is they made the playoffs. Of course they belong in this game. They're a playoff team. Like I predicted. I'm going to talk my shit, man. Yeah, man. Fuck Nick that. called I'm it. Gonna... Yeah, I, I've been on the Steelers all year. I've been saying it. Yeah, the Steelers are a good team. They have talent around them. It's just their offensive line is a little issues here and there. But their well, defense was the... Yeah, I mean, but their defense was the one that was the factor. But T.J. Watt has been fucking people up this year, man. He's oh, for real. Been say, Nick. Defensive, Way to go, Nick. Defensive oh, player of the year. I'll point out one thing that's interesting. Who oh, yeah, yeah, he's de- definitely defensive player of the year. But um, I'll point out one thing that's interesting about this game because the Steelers' defense isn't so steel curtainish like usual, okay? Their run defense is literally bottom two in this league. However, the Chiefs, they like to run the football, but they don't stick to it. There might be something there. There could be something there that that, that could be the recipe right there. They have a shot if the Chiefs do not run the football. And we don't know if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be back. He should be, but we don't know this for a fact. So, interesting angle because that, like, you know, you face any other team in the AFC, they're likely going to run the football. That, that's how you beat this team. And they can't, score, you know, they can't score enough points. Yeah, well, I think for me it's like if the Steelers can hold the Chiefs to under 24 points, and they can run the football, control the clock, and score in the red zone. I actually think they can pull the upset. Um, but it's, it's just going to come down to really ball control. You got to keep Patrick Mahomes on, on, on Yeah, Paul, it's my bad. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm about it. Like, yeah, it comes down to to ball control. Like, if, if you can keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline and you can control the clock with Najee Harris and, you know, convert third downs with, you know, uh, with Deontay Johnson and Claypool doing the screens. Um, Fire Muth has been playing really well this year as well uh, as a rookie. Um, so it's all about just going to be converting on third downs and, and you know, uh, holding on, on, on to the clock. You know, you got to control the clock. And if, if they control the clock, they can, they can definitely pull the upset. We shall see, guys. But now we have to go from AFC to NFC. Let's see if I can get this music thing right again. I think it's running smoothly, believe it or not. Okay? We have to move on to the fucking chaos of the NFC now. Because, I mean, this season, guys, it's just been crazy. So, 49ers-Rams. I mean, this this is the other game of the week. It goes to overtime. Jimmy G winds up starting the game, which was probably, you know, a little improbable. I know he was practicing, but still, it's a serious injury. Jimmy G starts the game. The 49ers win in overtime. Mikey P predicted that here. Okay. I only owe you two salads now, Nick. Yep. <laughs> I'm still down in the hole. Pause. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, guys, so we need a reaction to this game because this was another one where it set off a domino effect. We'll get to that in a second, but I want to hear your opinion of this game. And then we'll talk about both of these teams a little bit before we move on, okay? And I'll start with Pauls again here. Pauls, what do you think of this game? Um, to me, when I was watching it, it was, I mean, it was 17 nothing Rams, and they were in complete control. And then something just flipped, and they went back to doing the same stuff. Like, they just, they don't start and finish games. And then, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo hung around, and, you know, he did his thing. I mean, it would have been a terrible way for them to go out and not make the playoffs. But it's like, you know, how do you not? I don't get it. He made the playoffs again. He made a Super Bowl. He was a throwaway from winning that Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes, who everybody says is God already. So it's like it's difficult because it's like if I'm the 49ers right now, how are you not looking at the Trey Lance pick and just thinking twice? Like, damn, I could have got somebody to help have immediate impact. Like, I, I think Jimmy G could play. I really do. And, you know, he, oh, yeah, he was down 17 nothing. Like, he did lit the ha- light the house on fire, but he put it out with a hose, too. <laughs> because, you know, he came back and won the game. He fought back. He's resilient, and he's proved it. So, I mean, that's just what I got, I got away from. But it's more about the 49ers than it was the Rams. The Rams are just, to me, 
Stafford is just, you know, Stafford is Stafford. And McVay is just that dude that escapes all criticism and is the boy wonder. You know, but before I let Nick uh, give his reaction, so now, after this one, the 49ers have won six straight games against the Rams. And in mostly dominating fashion, this one was close. But for some reason, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay in this matchup. It's the yep. most bizarre thing ever. This is this is a big reason why I took the 49 game, other than the fact that they're just playing better football. And the Rams, yeah, Mike. they haven't beaten anybody recently. You beat a, a shorthanded Ravens team, and you beat the Cardinals at the beginning of their slide. So, like... I come away unimpressed. You haven't beaten anybody recently. So, you know, I, I can't really be sure how to approach them in the playoffs. And not for nothing, like, outside of them falling behind, they kind of dominated that game once they got going. Yeah. And they still lost. No, no, I'm saying the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Dominated yeah. Oh. Them. oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. I know they went down 17 nothing, but – lose 24-17 or 24-21, whatever, whatever it wound up being. I mean, that, that's <laughs> – you got dominated. You don't lose 17-point leads going into the playoffs. That's a bad thing to happen the week before you host the Cardinals. Exactly, and they might have J.J. Watt back, and if they get past then, they'll probably have DeAndre Hopkins back. So, you know, it, it's an interesting dynamic there, but Nick, Give us your reaction. Tell us what you think of both of these teams right now. I love the 49ers. I love the way they can run the football. My man, Jimmy G, the guy that's rookie right here. Oh, that's sweet. 2014. 10. Prism. Jimmy G, rookie. Yo, if the 49ers make a run, cashing in, fellas. Sell, sell, sell. Cashing in. Bro, this team is legit. They can run the football. They can get after the quarterback, and that's why they won the game. Also, the Rams, it seemed like they were up 17-3, and they took their foot off the gas. In that second half, they got punched right in the face, and they didn't know how to react. Yes. So, and honestly, the the Niners just stuck with, you know, what got them there. They ran the football effectively. Um Devo Samuel, I mean, can we say enough about him? Uh, he's been he's been an absolute monster in every, you know, sense of the word. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had an awesome game. He's, you know, I mean, just those two, you know, coming together uh, to be a, a fucking dual threat is, is just amazing. And then you got Jawan Jennings. I mean, like, that guy was balling too. It seemed like you could put anybody on him. And he you was just like, yo, you can laugh all you want. The man had six catches for 94 yards, though, and he was balling. And if he can get going, if he gets – if if they can get a player like that going, like, that's scary. Because you got IU, you got Debo, um, and so you George? got Jeff – Yeah, you got George Kittle. Like, Jesus. Like, we're not even mentioning him. You know what I mean? Like, so if Joe – Yeah, like, if a guy yeah. like Jawan Jennings can, can really snap – and be like that Amon Ra, St. Brown kind of player. Amon Ra. Facts, louder, then this team can go far. Um, but the Rams, again, you know, I, I think they collapsed. Um, and, you, and Mike, you were right. You, you were spot on, dude. You picked it. You, you picked the Niners over the Rams, and I salute you for that. Um, Appreciate it. I didn't see it coming. Um, You're tossing it salads? Mike's ears work a little differently than normal person. He shot out. And his brain, too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, talking about my brain, not my ears. <laughs> um, but, the Rams, but the Rams, I am worried about them in the playoffs a little bit. Um, you know, really? I don't really think, yeah, I mean, I am. Like, because, like, they have a... Oh, team. you are. You are worried yeah. about it. Yeah, I'm worried about them because okay. they have they have the, the roster in place. Like when you look at it on paper, you're like, no way that they, they like they could fucking lose, but they lose. You know, I mean that and that happens. Okay, you're going to lose football games. That's just the bottom line. But when you have that much talent 
it just seems like the last few weeks, I know they've been winning here and there, but they haven't really gelled the way that I feel like they have even hoped, to be honest with you. I mean, when you have guys like OBJ, you got Van Jefferson, Cooper Cobb having a crazy historic year. I mean, hell, Higby's even balling out. He's even, you know, been been really good for him this year. And Sonny Michelle stepped in and, and took over Henderson's spot, and he's played extraordinary. So, um, it just see it just feels like they've been really inconsistent, and I don't know if it's due to the offensive line. Uh, it seems like Stafford has been getting like a lot of pressure to him um, the last couple of weeks, and I mean you even saw that against the Niners. I mean Bosa was having a day, um, and you know that was pretty much the name of the game right there. I mean they got dominated in the line of scrimmage the second half, and that was that was pretty much the the moral of the story. Yeah, not not a good time to be uh, flat going into the playoffs. And this team has mm-hmm. a lot of explaining to do. They have an opportunity next Monday against their division rival Cardinals, who've also been very inconsistent. And, uh, you know, not for nothing. It's just crazy how this all winds up. So the domino effect of this game is the Rams lose. 49ers get in. Thank God they did. Thank God they won this game because if they lost – the Saints are in the playoffs, and that was the angle here. That that could have been crazy. The Saints did their job. They still didn't get in. The 49ers take the sixth seed, okay? The Eagles wind up with the seventh seed. But the, the thing that was interesting here that I was posing to you guys was, okay, well, I assume it's going to be a tough game with the Seahawks-Cardinals, but the Cardinals could then steal the division back if the Rams lose. And what what do you think happened there? So, Pauls and I bet on this one. Pauls, good for you. Pauls was correct with the Seahawks, who they were – I mean, Look, I'm always – I usually had been taking the Seahawks all year. So, um, it wound up being a great game. And now they're, they've got some momentum heading into the offseason, the Seahawks, I mean. And, you know, they finally dialed – they got the offense dialed in. It's just – <laughs> you know, it's just uh, too, a couple too late. Too late. Them. If they played that way three weeks ago, they you know they might still be in the playoff race. They could have snuck in at nine and eight themselves, but they did not. Um, Rashad Penny, interesting case study here. He could be a guy they bring back now. He could wind up being in a one-two punch with Chris Carson. So why not? Uh, why not? I mean, one hundred ninety-something yards in this game, and. Uh, so, yeah, so we're looking at two teams here. We've got the Cardinals and Rams kind of entering the playoffs a little flat. And one of them's got to advance. So we'll see. Um, I I just wanted to point that out, though, because that was, that was a crazy finish to the NFC. Um, obviously, you got the Packers in the first seed. You got the Bucks wind up with the two. They play the Eagles. That's going to be one we're going to talk about. Um you got the Cowboys. So, interesting stuff here, guys. But now, before we head off and call tonight, I mean, it was Black Monday yesterday. and You know, the name doesn't make any sense, really. But that's what they call it. Coaches get fired on this day. We had some interesting shit happen. We had some stuff that we expected. I mean, Urban Meyer already got fired earlier in the season. We've been hearing about the Jags interviewing people and and whatnot okay but then you got the expected ones so Nagy Matt Nagy of the Bears we all expected he'd get fired Vic Fangio it was probably likely he'd get fired um didn't do a bad job but didn't do enough to keep his job defensive minded coach on a team that's going to want to bring in a quarterback this season they got a lot of offensive talent okay Maybe partially unexpected. We called it here at P&I, but Mike Zimmer gets fired by the Vikings. Okay. Interesting. But we didn't know this for sure. Okay. He's had some success. But last but not least, absolutely fucking stunning. Brian Flores gets fired by the Dolphins. After starting the season 1-7, and seven, they finish 9-8. and eight. They win 7 of the last 8. And he's won 19 games the last two years with virtually a question mark at quarterback. Are you, like, are you guys losing your mind like me? Because I, I don't have an answer to this. Yeah, what man, do you think organizations make bad decisions. 
He's won eight out of the last nine. Eight of the last nine. So there you go. Crazy. There you go. See, I, I fucking even discredited him one game. <laughs> it's insane, dude. Like, when I saw that, I'm, I'm just staring, and I'm like, why? Who are you going to bring in that's going to do a better job? I mean, seriously. They, over the last two seasons, he has a winning record. I just I don't I don't understand. I mean, you're playing with Tua, who every time you fart breaks something. You have Jacoby Brissett. Um, you had Ryan Fitzpatrick. He gave Ryan Fitzpatrick one of the best seasons he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, but you know, then there were there were um, reports saying that him and Tua, he was really hard on Tua, and I'm like, okay, so he demanded more out of a a player that was drafted like fifth or third or fifth overall. Like, mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I guess we can't do that. So I mean I just don't understand it. I mean I have I'm lining up at the door. I'm no, lining up at the door anymore. Yeah, but go put Brian Flores on the Chargers. Oh shit! I mean, well that's another. Put, I, I don't want him to go to the Giants. Defensive guy though. I don't want him to go to the Giants. I don't want to deal with that. Well, you know they're keeping Joe Judge. He's a good coach apparently. No, they fired him. See my face? Wait, what? He got yeah. fired today. The Giants, the Giants fired him. See, I had I had deadlines today, and I didn't even see that come across my phone. Well, I mean, you should have known it was regular. He's fucking Well, let me poop. tell you something about that. He it's never a, had a quarterback, bro. Yeah, he never had more than three wins either. And, let me tell you. And, and also, too, all his weapons the last two years, his star studded receivers and his, and his running backs, they've all been hurt, man. They, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. come on. He, he, he really had nothing to work with. You know what's so I think, I think his principles are intact. I don't think the players are. You but know I what? fuck with his principles. He's got good principles and he's got good morals. He's about the team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. I, I, I fuck with Joe Judge. I don't give a fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. And with well, that, we'll see that you and Godfather. <laughs> that makes it you and Godfather over there, Joe Judge supporters. I'll tell you what, Nick though. Judge. Um, the fact that they fired him. You know what? That's right. We, we did. We briefly talked about this earlier. I must be, like, losing my mind here. I'm too Power. I'm too floored by Ryan Flores getting fired, okay? Power. Um and actually before I before I take it to Joe Judge real quick, pause. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching myself now because I know you're gonna do it, okay? Yeah. There was rumors that Flores and Dolphins GM Chris uh, Greer had a little bit of a rift this year. So perhaps that's why, but Greer's been with the with the organization for decades now it's kind of like okay you haven't done dog shit like maybe you should move on from this guy and stick with the coach who's actually doing a hell of a job with literally i repeat a question mark at quarterback and injuries there too so there's been tons of instability and he made something out of nothing really this season this team was dead in the water we were laughing at them we were talking about how the eagles were going to have a top three pick for weeks, we were talking about this. So, for eight weeks. And this guy, th- this same guy who traded that draft pick to go out and acquire Tua. Um, now, that's the other part of the, the the other side of it here was there's been conflicting reports of who wanted Tua versus who wanted Herbert. And I've heard it go both ways here, but I was hearing that um, Flores... <laughs> pause, you're laughing. <laughs> go ahead, say it. Pause. <laughs> Pause. They're going both ways. You hear that, Nick? Well, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out where all this Tua slander is coming from. I mean, yes. if, so, if Baker Mayfield won uh, eight of his last nine going into the off season, there will be a lot of, you know, buzz and chatter about him and and, and, and hype around him next year. But Tua, he, he he just gets talked like like he's just a regular dude. I don't get it. They're saying that Flores. Initially, I saw that he wanted to. And I'm not saying that about Baker because I'm poking Powell's at all. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about, you know, previous seasons where Baker had a lot of hype because he was winning ballgames. Because he was winning ballgames. But now everybody's going to attract to it when they, you know, when when they speak on his name, when he won eight out of the last nine with the Dolphins. Mike, me and you said we'll eat shit on that. Tua played very well to end the year. Yeah, he did. He did. He played well. I mean, he's so he's a you know lower tier starter. He proved to me that he could start in this league and maybe has some more upside. Um, 
but we need to see more from him. But he at least showed us that he can be a starter in this league. Keyword, starter. Doesn't mean he's going to be a great one, but he can be a starting NFL quarterback who might have a little bit of untapped upside. Bro, give him a, give him a, like a legit running back. And see what happens. He's got Waddle. He's got Devontae Parker. I mean, you can all. That's a great point, Nick. They have no running game. Like, yeah. Well, their offensive line kind of fell apart too. That's that's why. I mean, you're you're rocking with Miles Gaskin like all 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 year. Like he's he's trash. They brought back the corpse of Duke Johnson. Like, yeah. (laughs) He's playing better than Gaskin. And he's and he's Duke. Dude, but, um, I had him on my team last year in fantasy. He's actually what I have. He was a bad guy. He had injuries. Oh, okay. man. But, yo, so I guess it's only fair that we, we got to laugh at the Giants one more time because they obviously must have heard the public speaking poorly about their head coach, who, by the way, ran a QB sneak on the three-yard line. Oh no! Nick, Nick told me that was good coaching. Uh, third on third down on their three yard line. <laughs> can I can, can, can I reason why? Go ahead, bro. You had you're on the five yard line. You're uh, young you, against Washington. You're, you're on your own five yard line, right? You have Jake Fromm at quarterback. You have a line that is just completely swifty. You are literally like, like by doing that, he is literally playing for the punt because he already knew that if if he drops back to pass, there is a chance that it could be a, a safety or a touchdown. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's doing a quarterback sneak because he's getting he's moving forward, he ain't moving backward, and in, in oh. case of a in case of a, of a safety or, <laughs> a, or a touchdown. Hey, this is, this is this is Nick Theory. This is Nick Theory. He had, Jake, he had Jake Fromm as his quarterback. He didn't trust him. Obviously, he didn't trust him. So he said, fuck it. I'm going to run a quarterback. Hand it off. I have an idea. Why well, do that? I have an all-pro running back as Zaquan Barkley. He's not all-pro anymore. That boy is washed. <laughs> he, he, he's done. You don't run a quarterback sneak on third and nine on your field. I didn't, oh. I didn't say I didn't say I, I I I agree with it, but I think if that if that was his reasoning, then I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it, bro. Yeah. You're gonna punt anyway. You have Jake Brown as quarterback. You, the chances of you converting a third for a third down is is just is just not even there. You're crazy. Oh. And a quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, how can I comment? <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. I love Joe Judge, bro. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he finds like another, like another, another gig somewhere. Um, I think yeah, well, he's got a lot of free time. Now. I think it, he had no. He'll be coaching special bro. teams, bro. He had no quarterback. He had no skill players. All his skill players that they signed for big money were all injured. Darius Slayton, Shepard, uh, Galladay, um, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones has been hurt. I mean, dude, look what he has like. Look what he worked with. I mean, how, how do you blame him? Seriously, how do you blame him? Wait on him. Any, anybody, anybody, any other coach would have gotten fired to them. Who would have saved that organization from all those injuries the last two years? I'll wait. Besides Bill Belichick. Bro. Besides, besides Bill Belichick, who would save that? Fu- who who would give them double the wins that they had the last two years if they no, were the head You know coach? why he got fired? You no, no, you tell fired? me. You tell me. You tell me. Besides Bill Belichick, who... What other head coach in the league would have gave the Giants double double wins than Joe Judge did the last two years? Reed, Jim Harbaugh. Come uh, on, you can bro. make the case. You can make the Come case on, that Brian, Brian Flores would because Brian Flores was just doing it. Jim Harbaugh, 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 Harbaugh just did without it. Lamar. He didn't win shit with Lamar. You think he's going to win shit with Jake Fromm? Fuck no. He ain't winning shit either. Harbaugh won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. He won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, number one. And number two, Back Joe Judge got fired. We're talking 10 years ago. We're talking 10 Hold years on. ago. Yeah, but Harbaugh just kept like fine wine. Hold on. Harbaugh's entire team got hurt before Lamar got hurt, and they were still playing. They were the one seed. Joe Judge got fired because he gave a speech. It was It was quite eloquent. He gave an eloquent speech about nobody has golf clubs. This ain't a clown show. Yeah. He's running around doing this. It's not a clown show. And then, on thir- 
and then on third and nine, you run a quarterback sneak. Shock the world. If his reasoning is <laughs> he's got his, he's got principles and fucking no, no, no. crazy, yo. He's got principles. If, if his <laughs> reasoning is the is the reason why of of this what I said is the reason why that he did that, I'm okay with it. He saved his team from getting two points. He saved his team from getting two points or seven points. They quit on him weeks ago. Never broken a big run from the four yard line to score a touchdown. I'm not saying that. Is there's a reason why Godfar was picking the Giants all year? There's a reason because the Giants were getting sleeper love as a division winner this year. They were getting legitimate sleeper love to win this division in the off season. And they were just, they're, they're poo. Period. They quit on their coach before Jake Fromm was quarterbacking this roster. They before. don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. You put anybody and any head coach in that fucking, in, in, in his shoes the last two years, they ain't winning shit. They ain't winning shit. I can guarantee you. I guarantee you. You had no skill position. You, you had no skill players. Darius Tony, he had one good game, two good games, and then he got hurt. Like, yo, like, he had nothing to work with. He really didn't have anything to work with. How would you feel if you were uh, in that position? And people were trashing you. Right I, would I, would, that. I would love that. I would love that. Hey, at least the man has principles. At least he has principles, and he, st- he stands for what he believes in. I salute that man. I fuck with Joe Judge. I fuck with Joe Judge. You know why I fuck with him? Because he's himself. He don't give a fuck about any of your opinions. He don't give a fuck about it. But you know what? But you know what? His players play for him now. They fuck with him now. They do. He didn't have a quarterback, bro. He didn't have a quarterback, bro. He didn't have a quarterback. A quarterback sneak, Nick. If he had, oh my god. Wait, listen. He did not listen. have a. You put any head coach in his shoes the the last two years with all those injuries, that same roster, same sequence of events happening. I can guarantee you that they would the, the Giants would fire that same coach too. I got, got hurt the previous bro. year. You can get rid of. I, I'm not talking all these fucking names like, oh yeah, Andy Reid. Like, like if you said Andy Reid and Andy Reid performed like that, would Andy Reid have a job? Or, or would he keep his Andy job? Reed's done of his oh, name? and Mike Tomlin because because oh, of his name. Okay. Oh, come on, what are we doing, bro? What are no, we doing here? Bro? That's not fair. That's not fair. I'm out. He didn't have a quarterback. If he had a quarterback, and I, I, if he had a quarterback, and he was and he was going thir- three and fourteen, I'd be like, all right, bro, get the fuck out of here. But the man don't have a quarterback. He don't have any players. No. Family, because we got to move on. We're actually, we wound up having a long ass show because there's a lot to react to this week. So that's okay. However, don't worry, Nick. Joe Judge won't be out of a job too long because he'll be a special teams coordinator the rest of his career and he's still going to make good money. Oh, I thought he was going to Target because they're hiring $23 an hour for overnight <laughs> shelf, shelf stocking. Yeah, you wild disrespectful, bro. Yeah, you wild disrespectful. But anyway, guys, we're going to have to cut it here. Um, wow. You know what? Here, I'll even – I'll change the music for you I one more time. Because yeah, I got no quarterback. I don't care. I'll argue that until I die. Like, my baby, the man didn't have a quarterback. I know. <laughs> Neither did Mike Tomlin. He had Mason He has principles. And now we got we to gotta, we gotta keep our principles here. We got to stick to the schedule. We got to end this show. And we'll talk more on Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Can we end this shit? Can we end this show? Because, like, like I, 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 I actually, I kind of want to see Colin and not Joe Judge because, like, honestly, man, like, I mean, let's talk about it, bro. You put anybody in his shoes the last two years, they ain't doing nothing. That's the fucking fact, and you know. Maybe we'll talk, maybe we'll be able to talk about this another time if he ever gets another job, but we'll see. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us on our first fully remote episode, and we are without Philly Phil tonight, so... He won't be returning until next week. A reminder, our show next week, Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. We still have this week. We have this Thursday, 8 p.m. Okay, but next week is Tuesday, Thursday, because we are going to be able to break down the Monday playoff game as well by moving it back one day. It just makes sense. So there's that. Okay, next show, Thursday, 8 p.m., we're going to do our picks, playoff picks. Shit's serious now, okay? That's, oh. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who wound up leading in, in regular season picks. Over the weekend, we're going to have a few DFS contests. You can expect to have one per per day. So we got the Saturday games. 
We got the Sunday games and we got the Monday games. So you can expect three contests from us. We'll put the lineups out there, okay? But one more time, though, a reminder, okay? This episode of Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New users who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code ICONIC will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That is promo code ICONIC. Prize picks. Daily Fantasy made easy. Always be sure to check us out on PropsHQ.com. That's our partner, the Props Network. We're usually live there. Uh, we might be back on there on Thursday. That is the goal. But, however, you could always go there, check out our show news, check out our new episodes, anything about our show. Our Twitter is hooked up there. It's really cool. The website is amazing. You're going to love it, okay? Check us out on PropsHQ.com. And without further ado, I'm going to have to pass it off to Nick Theories. Thanks, everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening to episode 48 of the Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, all the love, support, and the comments uh, that you have, you guys have given us um, the last 25 shows since we've done uh, live stream. Um, we miss you guys. Um, if you haven't done so already, uh, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Um, so just you know, go to our and go to our uh, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Follow us on there. Subscribe. Do all that other fun shit. And we'll see you guys Thursday, P&I. Salute.